Welcome back, dear listeners, to another edition of Eden's Conflict, where today we'll be diving into the spiritual journey of the Bible to discover some truths, some mysteries, and some profound teachings. I'm your host, Jai, and today's verse is from Daniel 12, verse 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to do righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Picture this. Imagine a beam of light, a light so bright that it shines throughout the cosmos. And yet, you are able to hold this light in your hand. This light has the ability to chase away every form of darkness there is, both physical and mental. And you have been given the responsibility of sharing it with others. The Word of God is a light to us. To those who possess it, it is great power, and to those who don't have it may not yet realize their need for it. They stumble through life simply assuming this is how life is meant to be. However, we know better. Why? Because somebody else took the time to give us that light and it has chased away the darkness in our hearts. You know, there's another time we are foretold of a light that will shine in the world, and it will come unsuspectingly. And this is the light of God. When He comes in person to the world, there will be many who were not ready because they were lost in darkness. It will be to them as a thief that showed up in the middle of the night, and they will be unprepared, but surprised nonetheless. So, our job is to help awaken our brothers and sisters with the light that we have been given so that they are not caught off guard and blasted by the light of God's glory when it arrives on earth. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 2 tells us, For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. The very heartbeat of our existence should be about securing salvation of those who are lost. This is a responsibility, but also a privilege. It is like being on a sinking ship with everybody scrambling to save their own life. But we have been called to save the lives of those in need. For we know that while this world may collapse, we will not be left here alone. We have a savior who is on his way to bring us back from eternal loss to eternal gain. Isn't it ironic that those who possess such earthly wealth often steer us away from seeking the divine truths of Scripture? 1 Timothy 6 verse 9 warns us about this. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and onto their foolishness and harmful lusts, which do drown men in destruction and perdition. It saddens me to think that so many who are chasing after worldly wealth do not realize that they are running around a sinking ship, trying to weigh themselves down with treasure, as if it will somehow save them. But we have been warned of this, and we have been told who to place our hope and faith in. You see, this is the light that we have to share. 
the opportunity to save your lives, our lives, with the message of Christ. Jesus assures us that those who believe on him are like building their houses on rocks. There is no security when it comes to this world, and to stand upon it thinking we are safe is to fool ourselves for the waves of torment and trial that are to come, which will tear our foundation away from us faster than we can realize. For this reason, we need to learn to find our stillness in the midst of the storms of life we may face so that we can focus our energies and efforts on the peace and security that comes from knowing Christ. So let us take this responsibility, this light we have been given, and learn to share it boldly with those who are in need. Psalms 50 Verse 23 says, whosoever offers glory, whosoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Keep your mind anchored on the foundation that is Christ, and the love of God will overflow in your heart naturally. God will reveal his love, his nature, his salvation to you when you learn to focus your attention on his desires and on him, the gift of his son. Our faith is not called to be idle. No, in fact, our faith is called to be like Christ, a living, breathing, and unquenchable flame, thirsting for the fuel that only God can provide, to dwell in his presence where the fire never dies. And this is where we are to grasp a hold of God's grace. We have been given an opportunity to reach out and take hold of his love. There is no length, no breadth, nor depth, nor height that God's love cannot overcome and that you can reach that will separate you from being at his side. It is our blessing to know his presence though this blessing does come at a cost christ had to die so that we might have it christ had to experience that which everyone who rejects him will experience complete and total separation from god and we're told that god is the life giver the very breath of existence is because he breathed into Adam. We, when we take our breath, are echoing the breath of life that God has given through humanity. Generations from when he first breathed into that first son of creation. Imagine what it's like to not be able to breathe, to have the air taken from you. And no matter how hard you may strive, there is nothing coming in. Many people have this fear of drowning, and rightfully so. Now imagine what that would be like on a spiritual level. To be spiritually deprived of your breath. You are alive and existing, but you are 
drowning inside. This is but a poor example of what Christ had to suffer. To be cut off from his father, deprived of his spiritual breath, while still bearing the physical pain and agony of living and experiencing the cross. This is why we have been given so great hope and light to share with others. Psalms 107 verse 8. Oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of man. We ignore God's gift so often that it becomes a passive stance in which we exist. If only we would turn our hearts to God and give him praise that he would reveal to us his commitment and love to humanity. You see, Christ, on the day he was crucified, was viewed as a villain. They mocked him, beat him, called him the prince of demons. And he bore all of that shame without ever lifting a voice in defense. He did it so that those who are defenseless would have a voice on their side. Those who have experienced unjust punishment would have an ally who has been there beside them. Those who have gone through abuse and neglect on so many levels would have a sympathizer who has experienced those things and come out victorious. So that those who are the most mistreated in this world would have somebody fighting for them who knows their pain and their sorrow. This is what Christ did when he experienced the suffering of the cross. And this is the light and hope we have, that no matter how far neglected and lost we may feel, Christ has been in our place. And he is seeking to bring us back from it. In conclusion for today's talk, let us think on the words of John 14, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Christ is the light of the world. A light so bright that no matter how hard Satan may try to block it out of this world's existence, he cannot snuff out those who carry it in their hearts. And though this world's darkness may seem to be growing ever thicker with each passing day, God is coming to chase away the darkness. And he is coming to gather his sources of light that are scattered throughout the world. Will you be one of them? Will you take the light you have been given and share it with those around you so that together one day we might join with the source of light and be united with the Father of love? If that's your desire, let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you so much for the gift of your Son. Thank you for the mercy and grace you have given us and the truth of the light of your love. You who experience such suffering that we can't even imagine. 
We ask, Lord, that you would use that light in us, instill it in our hearts so that it would burn bright, that we would not cover it up, but when opportunity comes, we would shine forth and boldly testify, become beacons through which your light may shine through. Guide us, Lord, as we draw our strength and power from your word. And teach us, Father, as we stumble to stand back up and hold the light ever higher so that it might shine ever brighter. This is our prayer, desire, in which we believe we have received. In Christ Jesus' holy name, amen. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I pray that this message would help inspire you and that no matter where, whatever trial you may be going through, whatever burdens you might be facing, remember that the light of God's love knows exactly what you're going through. There is no depth through which you can be separated. And then you have been given the opportunity to reach out and grasp hold if you would but desire it. And for those who have, I charge you with this responsibility that you hold that light bright so that those around you who do not have it yet may see it and believe. Until next time, take care, God bless, shine bright, dear listeners, and shine on. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Here at Eden's Conflict, we are on a mission to transform the way you think about Scripture. If you've been blessed by this podcast and would like to learn more about our other shareable resources, visit us on the web at www.edensconflict.com. Are you looking for a fun after-church activity? Why not invite Eden's Conflict to demo our latest game with your church group? For availability and questions, you can message us directly through our Instagram page or send an email to info at edensconflict.com. 